0: Hello all there in podcast land. This is your friendly neighborhood Dino, taking you down that dark, twisted roller coaster that I call my life. Today I'd like to give you a perfect example of why you should never lend family members anything of strategic value, especially when you know exactly about how they are with their own personal items and yours. So let's get on it, shall we? About a couple years ago, uh, I started building a motorcycle. I built it from scratch. I built the frame out of recycled chain. Took me almost two years just to make it. Took me almost an additional six months to work out the engine, which was a rebuilt Panhead. The, the customised leather grips, the newly leathered seats. And I only drove it when I had some free time. One day, my eldest brother came to me and he told me that he needed to borrow my car. I told him I couldn't lend him my car because I needed to go to work. He was so desperate and erratic, he said to me, Hey, let me borrow your motorcycle. I can have it back to you by the end of the day. I just need to go to the next town over. And visit my son. But before we get on. I'd I'd like to give you a small example. Of my eldest brother. Now. We've all met people. Who. Have a way with ladies. For uncontrollable reasons. Whether we want to believe it or not. Certain ones. Have this unique ability. They're just charming. They just have a way with. The opposite sex. And they can date way beyond. Their league. But instead of being. Grateful that they are dating. Way above. Their mark. They abuse it. Point of fact. My brother. See my brother has. This ability with women. That boggles my mind. To this day. He has. A. a shipwrecked amount of women and children. Which is weird because he doesn't have a job. Well, his first... And to tell you the truth, he's not very sociable. But he is charming when the circumstances present itself. Which is, I think, half of it. Because he has... A lot of things working against him to give you an idea my brother is only about five foot four and weighs somewhere around 380 pounds and dresses like he just robbed the salvation army and the only time he ever shaves or cuts his hair is when the amount of food stuck to his hair and his beard is widely visible But yet with all that going he still manages to meet and father children well his first uh, girlfriend or living girlfriend excuse me uh, moved to the next town over to get away from him he wanted to go see his first son because his son apparently was ill i knew him his son he wasn't in the best condition I will spare you the details about his physical conditions because I know he'd like me to keep that private well against my better judgment I lent him the Moy motorcycle and as soon as I handed him the keys I knew I had made a tremendous mistake later on that evening when I got home just before I was getting to bed I had asked my mother if my brother had brought back my motorcycle she had told me no instantly I started to panic I tried calling him on his cell phone I called his ex-girlfriend no one had seen him and he wasn't answering his phone calls but I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt and try to get some sleep i get woken up around four o'clock in the morning by the higher patrol office who told me that my motorcycle was involved in an accident but my brother uh, despite being drunk beyond recognition And apparently high was uninjured a couple of scratches and a bruised rib he was perfectly fine unfortunately he was so drunk he had gotten himself onto the freeway and hit a cement metal divider but he hit it with such force that he flung himself across three lanes of traffic inside the outer area that was mostly just a giant gravel pit. He wasn't injured that badly, even though I would hoped for worse. But they told me that he had hit with such impact and such force that the motorcycle had actually fused with the cement. And you would think that's the end of the story. But hold on to your horses, it gets worse. They had told me that they were gonna take my brother to the hospital to administer a drug test because he was unresponsive and belligerent to the police and the ambulance drivers. So when they took him to the hospital, they found that he was Believed twice the legal limits for being drunk and they found a large quantity of controlled substance in his bloodstream I didn't want to believe it at first but then again I knew what kind of situation my brother was in and you would think that's where it ends but hold on to your horses we're still sliding down that rabbit hole a few hours later, uh, I called the hospital to check on him. He told me that he had been arrested for driving under the influence, resisting arrest, and striking a paramedic. Once again, wasn't really shocked. But they had told me that they if I wanted to, I could come down to pick up what was left of my motorcycle at that time I didn't even realize to ask him where exactly it was apparently he had never went to go check on his son in fact he had driven 300 miles in the opposite direction to do God knows what I never knew what he was doing so far away let alone how he had the money to go there. I told them that whatever they could mail back to me would be great. I would contact my insurance company and we would take it from there. Well, once again, story is not over. We're still sliding down that pole of depravity. A couple of hours later, I get a phone call from the county jail. It's my brother, he wants me to bail him out, his bail was set at $25,000. And he says I owed him that money because according to him it was my fault that he got drunk and he got arrested. The reason he got drunk is apparently I upset him so much that he started drinking and doing drugs to help cope with me not truly trusting him with my motorcycle. I had nothing to say to him at that point and I told him that I wasn't gonna bail him out. I couldn't bail him out. I had no way of bailing him out for that amount of money. He wanted me to put up my other car, uh, my home, In order to bail him out because according to him it was my fault he was in there in the first place honestly i don't see how those things connect i didn't talk to him after that we broke off all communications he tried calling me a couple of times uh, to try and bail him out each time he ended the phone call was it's your fault that i'm in here I completely ignored it and we haven't spoken in about probably a good 15, 20 years. Two weeks after the accident and my brother being arrested, I get an envelope from the Highway Patrol office with a short letter and it says, only thing we could remove from cement. They had mailed back to me one, hand, one piece of the left hand grip and the license plate. and you would think that my insurance would recoup the loss of my motorcycle and all the time and effort that i put into it unfortunately the answer is no but this part is my own fault you see i only paid for myself to be insured for whoever drove the motorcycle not for anybody else who would be driving the motorcycle since my brother drove the motorcycle and was drunk and high the insurance company never paid me for the damages and the money and the time that I put into my motorcycle, which I don't blame them because I should have shown better judgment. Well, I hope you enjoyed the story. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Bye.